welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to another episode of Real People, Real Talk. Since October is Depression Awareness Month, this episode is all about Mental Health 101. My guest today is a licensed professional counselor associate in the state of Texas. He works with the Houston Center for Christian Counseling to help bring hurting people healing and hope. He's a husband, father, creative, and mental health advocate that has been in worship ministry for more than 20 years. He is the lead worship pastor at Champion Forest Baptist Church. My co-worker, welcome to the show, Brent Dyer. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. Glad you are here. So for those that have been listening for a while, they know that even I, as a pastor, as a podcaster, I go see a Christian counselor and pastor about once a month just for a mental and emotional check-in and to get an outside and professional and Christian perspective. And this is my first time sharing this with Brent and first time even saying this publicly, but I didn't start doing that until Brent was transparent enough in a staff meeting a few years ago to share his journey of mental health. And how he saw a Christian counselor. So all that to say, thank you, Brent, for sharing your story. Oh, man, that's awesome to hear. Thanks for sharing that with me. Yes. Uh, better late than never. <laughs> so let's dive into the content. And we will start at the top. As I already mentioned, this is October Depression Awareness Month. So, Brent, in your own words, I'm going to hear in your professional opinion, what is mental health and why is it important? Yeah, so mental health is basically just um, our our emotional, psychological, spiritual, physical health, and it and it it's how all of those things align together and integrate together, and it it impacts everything we do. It impacts the way we think, the way we act, the way we handle stress, the way we relate to other people, um, the the choices we make. So basically, mental health is just. Uh, having all those things aligned in a way that uh, fits with our own uh, personal convictions, spiritual convictions, moral convictions, things like that. Uh, and it's important because when those things are out of alignment, if if that impacts every decision we make, every relationship we have, the way we think, the way we act, and it's out of alignment, that, then all of our decisions, all of our relationships, all of our you know, our work, everything is going to be out of alignment. So uh, mental health is aligning those things so that we function uh, in, a, in a way where we're created to function. I agree that mental health is very important. I appreciate that, that definition. And one of the goals of this podcast, I believe in holistic health. That's why my tagline is I want to take people from surviving to thriving. So that's mentally, spiritually, relationally, financially and physically, because we need to be healthy in a holistic way. And so as a pastor and counselor, you offer a unique perspective. I remember you sharing this in the staff meeting and you really explain like, what does it mean to be holistically healthy? And could you share that with the audience today? Sure. Uh, basically, when you look at uh, specifically with with pastors, uh, which is what I deal a lot with, uh, they would say that they feel out of alignment. They feel like uh, their work life balance isn't right. They spend more time at, and it could be any any profession: doctor, lawyer, teacher, 
bus driver, it doesn't matter. It, basically, it's, it's uh, this idea that I'm spending more time doing things like work than I am doing things with my family, or I'm, I'm out of balance in a way where I'm not physically healthy. One of the assessments we do in the profession is called a biopsychosocial spiritual assessment. It's a big word. Biobiology, psycho, psychology, social, our environment, uh, interactions with people, and spiritual, our spiritual health, all of those things are integrated into one. And so when those things are out of alignment, uh, we can't function properly. So a holistic approach is just knowing that that our uh, environment impacts our stress, which impacts our body, which impacts our mental health, which so it's all just kind of one big, one big puzzle and all the pieces fit together. I love that so much. And as a pastor and as a counselor, why do you think, you know, we don't talk about mental health that much in the church and large seat church talking about the, the body of Christ? Uh, well, because it's messy mm. and, um, you know, it's complicated. And I think that oftentimes there is this mindset that, well, if I just pray hard enough, or if I'm, if I'm in the Bible every day, or if I'm as close to Jesus as I should be, uh, I won't, I won't struggle with this or that. And uh, so I think it's just easier to, you know, say, well, you need to pray harder uh, or just to not talk about it at all. Um, because we have created this church culture where um, we have to present our very best and we have to uh, have it all together all the time. And we don't, sometimes it doesn't go so well, you know. Yeah, well said. There's a lot of shame and stigma that's associated with it. And so even moving the conversation even more practical, Brent, like what does it what does prioritizing your mental health look like on an everyday level? Yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, it's both simple and complicated. So prioritizing your mental health in everyday life involves knowing yourself really well. Uh, you know, sometimes there are well, all the time there are things that have happened to us in our environment uh, growing up, our current environment, all of these things impact the way we think, impact the way we interact with people. And if we haven't paused long enough to really assess, why am I doing this? Like why? Maybe there's a maybe there's a pattern of behavior or maybe there's something that we're dealing with on a regular basis and it's impacting our mental health. Uh, and and rarely do we sit down and just kind of analyze why. What's the why behind what this is happening? So I think prioritizing your mental health is just pausing long enough, whether that's with a professional counselor or on your own or, or whatever, uh, to really know yourself well enough to know what's going on in your mind, in your body. Knowing yourself, knowing your triggers and knowing the things that, that bring you joy. And part, part of prioritizing your mental health is practicing that of self-care. You know, in some circles, people believe that self-care is selfish just because they see the word self in the in the word. And I, I wholeheartedly and graciously disagree. So could you speak to the importance of self-care? Yeah, really. Self-care is just sort of the ability to do what we've been talking about, to, to establish and maintain balance, to establish and maintain that biopsychosocial spiritual balance. So self-care can it can be the things that you uh, that sometimes we think of, like a bubble bath or or, uh, you know, a vacation or whatever. But really, self-care um 
you know, those are kind of the one-off self-care type things. Self-care in a very practical way is, is whatever, and it's different for everybody. So whatever it is that brings you life, that enables you to bring all of these parts of your life into balance. For some people, it's, it's exercise. For some people, it's cooking. For some people, it's meditation and mindfulness. You know, it just depends on whatever, whatever it is for you as an individual that works. Um, but it's the, the big idea is taking the time every day and it's rooted in scripture, you know, meditation and prayer, but taking the time every day to do something even if it's just a thought process that reminds you that if you're not in alignment, you can't function correctly. So doing whatever it takes to get yourself into alignment. So you brought up the word alignment a couple of times, and I'm curious to just know, like, could you break that down even more? Like, what does it mean to live in alignment? Uh, I also use the term congruent versus incongruent. So uh, uh, being aligned or being congruent would mean like, if I believe this, and I'm doing something or making decisions that do not line up with what my core value is, with what my core belief is. If I believe ice cream is bad for me and I don't, I shouldn't eat ice cream, but then I go eat ice cream every single night before I go to bed, then I'm not living in a congruent kind of way. If I'm going out and teaching a a course that says ice cream is bad for you, and it causes you to gain weight and be unhappy. But then every night I come home and I'm eating ice cream before I go to bed. That's an example of being, and it's a silly, you know, simple example, but that's an example of what I mean when I say being in alignment, uh, being congruent. Uh, you know, we see it a lot in the church because there are, there are things that we can't, or we feel like we can't talk about, we can't be open about, we can't share about, uh, you know, you look at the stats and, um, there are in the church, there's all kinds of, of depression and addiction and just issues, you know, that are um, that are causing people to not be balanced, that are causing people to not be uh, aligned or congruent. And the irony is sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when we talk about those things and we bring those things out into the light, even if they are shame inducing in the beginning, uh, the, the simple act of sharing it with another human causes us to come into alignment and we feel congruent because now somebody else knows oh uh, I'm I'm a I'm a drinking every night and until I pass out or whatever you know so bringing that into alignment that's what kind of what I mean by that okay so to live in alignment and to be holistically healthy uh, one must be intentional and one also must be honest and transparent that speaks to uh, which could be an entire conversation of its own, but that speaks to the importance of having um, community as it relates to our mental health and our emotional health. And so with that self-care question, this one to remind the listener, as I affectionately call it, Thriver, self-care is not selfish, but rather it is necessary. And so a couple of things that I do for self-care, I love to play basketball, love to read a good book in the coffee shop. And just curious, Brent, what's one of your favorite forms of self-care? Funny enough, I've been in worship ministry for my whole you know, my whole career for 20 some odd years. And actually, I find uh, the act of counseling as one of my acts of self-care. Uh, it gets me out of my normal box. It gets me out of my routine. It gets me, you know, into a different world. Counseling, also, I also do a, a long, it's not really uh, for exercise size purposes. It's more for thinking purposes, but I do a very long walk almost every morning, four or five miles, just to think. 
actually there is some proof. There's some science behind uh, some people say I do my best thinking when I'm running or I do my best thinking when I'm walking. And there's some science behind the whole idea of bilateral stimulation. You're, you're thinking and walking. So you're actually thinking about two things at the same time. Anyway, that's another subject for another time. But, you know, walking, exercise, running, it's a great form of self-care. Yes, I agree. I love to do a walk outside, just get some of that vitamin D and just do some thinking. So thank you for um, opening up and, and sharing that. And so as we're talking about, this is an intersection between um, the gospel and mental health, as this is Depression Awareness Month, as mentioned before. Um, how can we do a better job of helping our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who may be struggling with mental health? What's something that we could do to come alongside them? Yeah, you know, I think just talking about it, creating a culture where it's okay to not be okay, you know, uh, and I'm, that doesn't mean that we embrace sin. It doesn't mean that we're for, you know, that we, we, it, it's a free for all, go do whatever you want. But it does mean that we create a culture where when somebody is struggling, uh, the church is the first place they want to run to, not the last place. And, you know, often uh, there's a certain set of acceptable issues that that we want to come to the church with and then there's a certain set of unacceptable issues and so if the church could create an environment even if it's with a small group of people within your church you know even if it's like four or five people men with men women with men with women an environment where you know i've always said it's kind of sad that some people are more comfortable sharing what's going on in their lives at a bar than they are at church, wow. which happens a lot, you know? Um, so creating that culture where you can, you can talk and be open and share. And then the other, the other part of that is being willing to be known, you know? So we have to, we have to know somebody and they have to know us well enough to know when they're out of alignment, because especially those people who grew up in the church can be really good at faking and, and pretending like they're, all good when in reality they're falling apart on the inside. So people have to know us well enough to know, yeah, he seems a little off today. You know, I love how you said we need to create a culture where it's okay not to be okay. Cause because of all the things you already said, especially in the church, we always want to come with our Sunday best and our best foot forward. And so um, we need community. We need transparency. We need accountability. And so here at real people, real talk, we always want to point our listener to Jesus. We always want to point our listeners to God's word. So could you share with us a few scriptures that come to mind that relate to mental health? Isaiah, I think it's 61, um, talks about binding up the brokenhearted. Jeremiah talks about turning our mourning into dancing and, and gladness and, and comfort. And, you know, in the New Testament, we read that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You know, all through the Psalms, if you look at if you look at the Psalms, they're like a they're like a case study in uh, almost um, bipolar disorder. You know, like one minute David's like super high and happy and the next minute he's down in the down in the dumps and, and dealing with depression. And, you know, but over and over, it says the righteous cry out and the Lord heals them. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of, all kinds of scriptures that, uh, you know, Philippians be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and, and meditation and supplication and in Romans, um, be renewed by the transformation of your mind. Uh, you know, so I, I could go on and on, but there's all kinds of, all kinds of scriptures that support the idea of, of mental health. 
I love it. It's all weaved throughout scripture. The gospel speaks to all of the issues that we face today. God's word always has the solution. So we just wanted to encourage you today to prioritize your mental health and just remind you that it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay not to get help. And so, Brent, the last thing I want to ask you is how can the listener go from surviving to thriving mentally and emotionally? Yeah, you know, the first the first step, I think, is uh, community. You have to be. In, so isolation is at the root of all addictions. If you if I you know, as I talk to people who are addicted to porn or addicted to alcohol or addicted to uh, eating or, you know, you name it, fill in the blank. Almost always at the root of that is some sort of isolation. So finding someone that you can talk to, whether it's a professional counselor or another friend, and I say with wisdom, like we don't want to go out. There's no reason to go put on social media every sin you've ever committed. You know, like you want to be vulnerable with wisdom. You want to share with wisdom. You want to be in community with wisdom. Um, But, uh, you know, to, to thrive, the first step is don't be alone. You cannot thrive in isolation. You know, and then the other the other thing is just uh, do the work. You know, it's uh, the reason a lot of people don't want to go to counseling. The reason a lot of people don't want to deal with the concept of mental health is because it's work. It's a lot of work. I personally spent years in therapy working through my stuff before I experienced the kind of freedom that I was hoping for. Um, So be in community, do the work. And and don't be afraid to ask for help. Like those are the those are the big three. So good. You cannot thrive in isolation. Community and relationships matter. But Brent, before I let you go, man, how can the people connect with you? Yeah, man. So all, all kinds of ways. Uh, if if you're looking for a counselor, the the and you live in in the Houston area or in the state of Texas. You can go to ChristianCounselingHouston.com. You can go to BrentAndrewDyer.com. Or you know what? My cell phone, 832-691-8313. I am available all the time. And and I love nothing more than than, uh, helping people thrive. So those are three great ways. Or ChampionForest.org is another way to find me. ChampionForest.org. I'm here almost all the time. (laughs) Well, awesome. Y'all know how we do it here. I'm going to leave those links in the show notes. And Brenda, once again, thank you so much for your um, transparency and being willing to share your story as we look to help people to go from surviving to thriving mentally and emotionally. So thank you so much for joining the show today. Awesome, man. And thanks for what you're doing. Appreciate your appreciate your ministry and your podcast and everything else you do, man. Appreciate that, Brent. Well, there you have it. Short and sweet and all about mental health. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to check the show notes as I'm going to leave the link to other mental health related episodes. Lastly, if you are listening on your phone, please be sure to press the follow button so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a blessed day.